0: Welcome to Smart Health Podcast, hosted by Anya. This podcast is to inform and inspire you. We're talking with fascinating people about mobile apps, electronic devices, and social media platforms to help you take care of your health and well-being in a smart way. We hope to empower you and seek to improve your health by using modern technology.
1: Welcome to the Smart Health Podcast. This is your host, Anya. Today on the Smart Health Podcast, we will find out how playing computer games can teach you to become a healthier and better version of yourself, what computer games has to do with the healthcare, and what is gamification in the context of health and well-being. I have a pleasure to welcome on the Smart Health Podcast, Anna Sort. Anna is a certified nurse, long-term employee at Blizzard Entertainment, one of the biggest video game companies of all time. At present, co-founder of Play Benefit, a company that helps hospitals, pharma, and other healthcare providers to make their products and experience more engaging, empowering, and fun, she's now about to launch an app, Be Energy, to help people have healthier lifestyles in a fun way. Anna, welcome to the Smart Health Podcast.
0: Hi, thank you for having me.
1: Before we jump into the conversation, I would like to ask you how it happened that a nurse with a mission to help people today is known in the world of IT technology.
0: I know, it was a bit of a jump, I would say. So it all started because I wanted to go back to um, France after I had finished with my nursing career because I had been on Erasmus there and I really enjoyed it. And when I was looking for a job, I found a job at the biggest uh, uh, video game company, as you mentioned, so Blizzard Entertainment. Apparently, uh, if you have in France over 600 employees, you have to have a nurse full-time in your, in your company. Mm-hmm. So that nurse was eventually me. <laughs> and I was... So I'm a big, big gamer. So I've been gaming for over a, two decades now. I've started gaming when I was like around five years old. So I've been playing for a long, long time. And uh, you have to know that I was playing world of warcraft which is one of the games that that company had so i was with the people that were you know doing my game so it was like super fascinating for me Yeah, it was a bit embarrassing because I was fangirling all over <laughs> all the time. But um, anyway, so um, I did a lot of prevention there. So the company was very young. So mm-hmm. lots of people, it was their first time working abroad and the first time working sometimes. And so they would be, you know, at, the, at work sitting down on their computers and then they would go home. They would sit down in their computers and play games and order pizza. Mm-hmm. So I had to do a lot of prevention there. But it was a lot of fun. Uh, everything until at one point, so there was uh, three years down the road working at Blizzard, mm-hmm. I had one of the boys that had a uh, pulmonary embolia between other things and undiagnosed diabetes. Mm-hmm. And um, so he, obviously he was English, he did not speak French, so when he came back to the office, it was up to me to explain to him this disease that was going to change his life from day one. Um, so, for me, it was very important that he understood mm-hmm. the whole concept of diabetes and mm-hmm. why it was so important to take care of it now, not tomorrow. Yes. So, I took him as, you know, what they had told me in university. I sat him down, gave him the talk about diabetes, mm-hmm. had a couple of questions, gave him a pamphlet and said, see you in two days, because that's what they taught me. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, he came back in two days and it was like one of the probably most uh, frustrating experiences that... I've had as a nurse. Because the, the guy, the employee, he did not know pretty much anything that I had told him. And I was like, this is very frustrating because I know this guy is intelligent and I knew he was intelligent because mm-hmm. he was playing World of Warcraft at high level. And World of Warcraft at high sure. level is way more complicated than diabetes. Wow. <laughs> Even <Yes>. so. <laughs> way more complicated. <laughs> so it was definitely not about intelligence. So I thought, what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. And then I sort of realized that what if I made diabetes more like we make World of Warcraft, would I make more people aware of what it is and how it works? And that's like my "ta-chan" moment. It's a brilliant idea. It's when I realized that I had to do it because I love video games and I love, uh, you know, helping people. So I should be the one doing this. (laughs) The right person, the right place. Yes, (laughs) exactly. So when I sort of got this idea i was like okay so i need a master's saying that i know something about the digital Mm -hmm. world because at the moment it just says that i'm a nurse and that i have a health background yeah so i started looking for a master's and whatnot and i found this master's degree Mm -hmm. that was called uh, cognitive systems and interactive media and it was super exciting because it was a master's that had a branch Mm -hmm. on health Wow! now they did not talk about any health during the during the course but the of the five theses that they had three mm-hmm. of them had to do with rehabilitation in healthcare or using exergames, games so games that are that their purpose is for you to move and do exercise mm-hmm, with them and mm-hmm. uh, so the the thesis were about health most of them so i was mm-hmm. like okay i'm not in the wrong place <laughs> <laughs> something right but uh it was very interesting as well because apart from XR Gaming which are the games that help you move there were also uh, we talked also about series games which are the games that are designed for something else something extra rather than just uh, playing and mm-hmm. having fun. So for example, the World of Warcraft diabetes that I, that I wanted to do would mm-hmm. be in this in this one. And then we also talked about gamification which is okay, so how do you make people more motivated in life and how mm-hmm. do you achieve this through the things that we learn from video games like what makes video games exciting and how can we put this in real life. Mm-hmm. Um so those were very interesting things from me that I took from that masters and that sort of like I started my own blog when I finished and started talking about all of this and how I saw Mm -hmm. this future health, right? And fast forward a few years and I'm here. I had a Play Benefit for over four years. That's like my company. And uh, we did gamification in health and we are starting to launch a little project Mm -hmm. which is called V-Energy. And so that's pretty much it. (laughs)
1: Wonderful. Everything sounds super fascinating to me and you uh, went through a long way uh, till now. So could you please tell me about gamification and explain how to understand it in the context of health and well-being, having your experience?
0: Yes. So this was one of the things, like now if you ask about gamification, most people sort of like have at least heard of it Mm -hmm. or know that has something to do with points and rewards (laughs) and whatnot, right? But uh, when I started talking about gamification seven years ago, no one knew what it was. Mm -hmm. So um, over the years, I've also developed a way of, working with it because I've, I've not only talked about it I've also worked with it so yeah. that gave me a very good insight so basically I've noticed that I do something very particular when I learn something I try to make it like how would I do this in healthcare mm-hmm. so with gamification I did the same thing so I learned about the basics and then I was like okay but in healthcare how are we going to make this happen so in healthcare it has to do a lot a lot of times mm-hmm. with um one one rule that it's very important when you're designing when you're designing video games so Mm -hmm. this is the pence model so uh, it's about needs and satisfaction Mm -hmm. and whatnot and it's called the pence model and it says that it has three main points and that is autonomy competence and relatedness Mm -hmm. and it says every good and well-designed game should have a balance between competence and autonomy and should have relatedness involved in some way Mm -hmm. so to put this in the healthcare perspective what is balancing competence and autonomy so imagine that you want to ride a bike and uh, Mm -hmm. you want to do slopes with bike And um, they give you like a super cool bike and like a place where you can do slopes and whatnot. And um, then they tell you, okay, you can go ahead and run, but there's a little problem. You've never ridden a bike before. Oh, yeah. It's challenging kind of. (laughs) (laughs) So, and obviously this is a system that Mm is broken. People's not gonna be happy with it because they do not have the competence that the autonomy mm-hmm. that is give for the autonomy that is given. Right? Yeah. You cannot use the bike, therefore imagine doing slopes or anything. It's impossible. So you're going to feel frustrated and you're going to quit the system. Mm-hmm. So imagine it the other way around. You're an expert with bikes. You do your slopes. You do your everything, mm-hmm. and then they give you like a baby stra cycle. You're not even going to start. (laughs) I'm deeply disappointed. (laughs) You'd be deeply disappointed and then you'd be like, I'm not even going to get into this. And you're going to leave the system Mm -hmm, again mm -hmm. because the competence is too high for the autonomy that you're given because it's very reduced. That's true. So um, when I was learning about this, I thought this guy that I was trying to help with his diabetes he was in a system that was broken because mm-hmm. i had told him about the diabetes mm-hmm. and then he had to go ahead and go to his home and spend two whole days making decisions having to you know uh, take the responsibilities and uh, mm-hmm. doing things so he had a lot uh, of autonomy he he could do everything but his competence was extremely small mm-hmm. he had only talked to me for about one hour so obviously It's not enough, definitely. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The system was broken. It was meant to not work. Mm -hmm. Therefore, this person, you know, left the system and was frustrated. And therefore, I was as well. And the issue is really huge. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So for me, uh, one of the most important things when we're designing for health is competence and autonomy, being balanced. What information am I giving this person? Mm -hmm. What is the autonomy that he has or she has in the system and in their life in order to be able to... Uh, level up and acquire mm-hmm. new information somehow, exactly, mm-hmm. and be adjusting to this level of competence and autonomy that you need in order mm-hmm. to progress in your life yeah. and progress in your disease in mm-hmm. your knowledge. Yeah. And uh, when it comes to relatedness, which was the, the third point, it's about uh, feeling that you can trust, that you are trusted, the feeling of love, the you know, being included in a group, mm-hmm. being something. So, this we work, we know one of the things that. Surprised me a lot is that we know because there's a ton of research done on this that the body system works We know that if we make people go along Mm -hmm. on a process We know that the impact is better and that the outcome is better Mm -hmm. But we don't do this very often because it's hard So for me in the systems is super important to create the social link the social link can be with the community it can be with your family mm-hmm. if you feel like you want. It's it's something that is more private or something that it's more difficult to put into the world. You can always use your your, your network that you have and, and you trust exactly. Mm-hmm. But it is very important for me that every single one of these um, systems that we create with, with gamification, we can make the user feel relatable or can relate to someone yeah. in the environment
1: yeah it's super important thank you for sharing it Anna could you give us examples of disease or uh, and diagnosis you think computer game could be supportive and how playing computer games can help you to become a healthier and better version of yourself uh, regarding what you said before
0: sure so um, I think I could give you like of good examples that I think uh, the audience can can really use or can really relate yeah, sure. to. Mm-hmm. so uh, one of the first ones was um, remission is a game that was created uh, for children that had cancer mm-hmm. children and they were what they were doing was they were trying to uh, ameliorate the adherence to the treatment that they mm-hmm. that they had so what they were trying to do with this game was um to reflect on what happened in your body when you didn't take the medication properly so one of the things they explained was like the evolution of the resistance to the to the to the antibiotics and whatnot uh so they would describe this through the game so if you skipped uh one one session you would you know your your the, the when you fired your gun because you had a gun and mm-hmm, you would mm-hmm. go into the health <laughs> system and then the girl that you were helping had cancer and then you had to fight the cancer cells and whatnot and so uh when you fired your gun um it would it would not work properly every third shot if you missed one session. If you missed two sessions mm-hmm. the the blast would be smaller mm-hmm. and if you miss three sessions uh the they would start being resistant so they would not die so actually finishing the level when this would happen it would be extremely difficult other things that would happen in this game would be so uh, sometimes you have fired already and the explosion is blasting at the same time that a good cell drops by you know and then it explodes as well so it's a very experimental way to understand why do you feel sick why is your hair falling Mm -hmm. because you're actually doing it in this girl that you're trying to save so it's like a you understand it through a more experimental way and mm-hmm. um, um, this game was was very good at at making people understand what happens even though it was not like they're exactly what what they wanted to do with it it was the to mm-hmm. treatment which also increased it had also a very good effect on this as mm-hmm. well and people that had played felt like they had more responsibility over how they could feel and how mm-hmm. they would lead and live their process, which was extremely impacting, especially for families of these of these kids. Uh, a second one that I would like to put as an example would be for burns. So there's this VR game for people who have burns. So burn patients are extremely hard because it's very 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 um,
1: painful.
0: Uh, it's very painful, exactly. Mm-hmm. So every time you you take care of them. Um, they feel like you're you're taking, you're ripping off their skin. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, it's very, terrible. it's mm-hmm. very
0: horrible. And I actually was a nurse in uh, burns, uh, with burn patients. Oh. So I know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about, unfortunately. So basically what they did was put this VR game to people that were either being treated or were um, under the rehabilitation for uh, burns. And uh, what would happen was that... Um, uh, they would be so concentrated into playing the game, so they would be firing, So the game is very simple. You fire snowballs to penguins and to sn- snowmen that are around, and you're trying to, you know, make them fall. <laughs> and um, basically, they, they would be so concentrated in the game that there would not be enough receptors for the for the pain. So the pain would lower an average of sixty six percent. Even so, yes as much and actually if you see the 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 images from the from the mris they are super exciting because one of the things that happens Mm -hmm. is that like the frontal part of the brain connects and that means that you're thinking about objectives Mm -hmm. and how to get to places and how to do things and i think that's so amazing when you're you know being treated for something (laughs) and then i would say a third example so we talked about remission and snow world and
1: uh, so it means that uh, uh, computer games are not definitely only for kids in this case when we try to use them as a treatment
0: oh exactly and one of the things that they are most used mm-hmm. fun enough is rehabilitation which most happens over the years of 65 mm-hmm. so we're talking about very adult patients that are benefiting a lot from having this game so for example one of the rehabilitation um, spaces that has had most impact on like series have, have had most impact on is when you have a stroke so if you have a stroke and half of your body paralyzes um, they have really good rehabilitation with uh, movement and um, and. Um, oh, virtual worlds and, and AR that helps you understand where your hands are and how to move in these games. So, so it's can, visual really. exactly mm-hmm. so you move balls and whatnot but it's all yes. visual. So you do the movements and the and they track how good the movement is but you don't necessarily feel frustrated because the ball is falling down from your hands all the time, which oh. is one of the big mm-hmm. handicaps that they have yeah. with these kind of mm-hmm. rehabilitations and whatnot. So and so yes they can be used for every age every person is capable of playing if the game again is well designed
1: yeah absolutely this is a clue probably I'm guessing thank you for sharing those examples are showing that we can use it basically whenever we want and it doesn't matter how old the patient is we could adopt it and make it helpful thank you for at least the last couple of years we've been observing an empowering patient movement a patients role in the healthcare systems is changing significantly recently from passive listener to acknowledged doctor partner but still there's a lot to do disease prevention chronic disease those are super big healthcare areas where still all over the world we're lacking good programs and tools and this is so true and everywhere around the world we're lacking good tools so one of the biggest issue of successful prevention is long-term behavioral changes and we are talking recently a lot about this but still it's a big challenge especially in healthcare from bad uh, to uh, health attitudes and way of behaving it's a long way how to help people to implement those changes. So how can gamification address those needs?
0: So I think this is a very good question because as a nurse, you are uh, one of the tasks that you are given is doing prevention mm. with the population. And I found myself in this position often where you give your prevention mm-hmm. speech, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you send people home and then you think, how are they going to do this? I just given them what a paper, a flyer. They should make notes. Uh, even <laughs> or... if they make notes, yeah. like how how are they really going to live with all the decisions that they have to make? Mm-hmm. And it's not about forgetting; it's about applying knowledge. It's very different so from true. having knowledge to applying knowledge. So I thought could I be in their pockets and like (laughs) tell them like, hi, I can help you with this. (laughs) Uh (laughs) In a practical way. In a practical Mm -hmm. way. So this is actually what the opportunity is. With Mm -hmm. uh, gamified apps, we can be there and not be annoying because we are actually fun. So by creating uh, apps that are gamified and that you carry with you through your day, through your needs, through your decisions, through your responsibilities, Mm -hmm. it can be that digital nurse in your pocket. Oh yeah,
1: it sounds really promising, digital nurse. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) How do you think about your profession?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I know, right? Um, This is sort of a little bit what the energy wants to be. It wants to be that reference, that helpful reference for living your life. Mm -hmm. Because when do you go to the doctor, Anya? Yeah, not so often. When you
1: do, it's because you're ill. Absolutely, this is the moment. Exactly. Something my body is calling me. Okay, you need to see your doctor. You need to check.
0: Exactly. So, Mm -hmm. if you go to the doctor because you're ill, what you want is a treatment. You want to fix. Yes. You do not want someone telling you about Mm -hmm. your prevention and your food consumption and your exercise and whatnot. No, definitely not. (laughs) It's like fix this and get it over with. Exactly. So I think we need to swap how we do prevention a lot and I think these types of apps that we're seeing in the market and the one that I'm launching and other solutions mm-hmm. are going to help us achieve this level of uh, when we talk about patients and I and I this is something that I don't really like when we talk about patients. We're talking about someone uh, that is potentially ill or that has a problem. Okay. Um, I think if we swap and start thinking about how to keep the population healthy, we will notice that these kind of solutions do have a lot of a lot to say and a lot to change into how we perceive healthiness and how we can achieve healthiness for a long time and keep it yeah this is so
1: true right now there is also a big movement about not calling uh clients of healthcare solution services patients but just citizens because we need to take care also about this process before they get ill we don't want them to get to this point yeah so this is super important
0: and what mm-hmm. is super also important is that we as nurses and doctors in hospitals and primary care systems cannot do we mm-hmm. cannot do it because when people come to us it's because they're ill and they want effects they mm-hmm. want to you know they it are not ready mm-hmm. to learn about prevention there yeah. so we need other solutions to cover this part
1: yeah it should start somewhere earlier exactly. and we need to find out how to establish good programs and this uh, uh, gamification uh, idea is uh, it seems like a great idea just at point addressing this also prevention part of uh, caring about our well-being and health exactly mm-hmm. make
0: health fun and then you won't have uh, ill people yes <laughs>
1: Anna, I know that your company is about to launch a new application B-Energy, Be am I pronouncing right? That <laughs> is you. great, you did
0: great. Could you please tell me more about this app? So in B-Energy Be it was a huge challenge, what we wanted to do was take mm-hmm. care of prevention. But we wanted to sell it as something that was really cool and good for you. So basically, it's an app that helps you have more energy. Mm-hmm. And our health team has been studying like how do we get more energy to people? Like How does one have very little energy and another person has more energy? Mm-hmm. And so we've, we've, we've nibbled it down to six key points, which are what you eat, how much you move, your bowels, if they are absorbing mm-hmm. or not absorbing correctly and also uh, your sleep obviously Mm -hmm. and your mind how do you see life and your environment so exactly Mm -hmm. what's around you Uh, and then what we did what we did was study each one of these and try to this was the most difficult part and try to uh, make very small uh, information pills about each one of these so in health you've probably noticed that we tend to give a lot of information Mm -hmm. right at one point so it was extremely hard for the health team to actually make small references Mm -hmm. to small things so for example when we talk about food there are a ton of things that can tell you about food yeah so making a two-minute information pill about food is extremely (laughs) difficult
1: because somehow
0: (laughs) yes so basically what we did is like try to rip it off and, and try to talk about it in from many different angles as we can so for mm-hmm. example there is one information bill that talks to you about like um how to eat uh, why is it said that you should be eating five times a day like why why is this recommended this is and, known the rule exactly and like why why is this mainstream what are the studies mm-hmm. that back this up what are other studies that you know have different results but they are not the mainstream thing, so you don't ever hear about them, mm-hmm. but that you might be in those, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you feel more relatable to those than the average. Mm-hmm. And and then we give you a challenge. So you first learn about something, and then you have to put that knowledge into action. Okay. So you have to do something about it. So, so for, could you give me an example? Yeah, sure. So for example, the challenge of learning about how to eat five times a day, yeah. the, it's then to eat to try to eat five times a day for the next three days so you have to put uh what times do you want the app to reach you and then the app gives you like little tips depending on the time of the day of what you could be eating and whatnot for example it would even be like, so so i can have like a small reminders yes exactly okay you should
1: <laughs> grab something right now <laughs> yes
0: like because you hey, are going
1: look. to miss your fourth time
0: yeah. Exactly, just a little bit. So, like, hey, it's about six uh, p.m., no, and you like to eat, <laughs> and, and you're here saying that you'd like to have a little snack. So, oh, okay. and then it gives you like a little tip, mm-hmm. like so. If you have a fruit with uh, nuts. It's going to help you absorb vitamins better, and then oh, you know you mm-hmm. might be with your with your coworker next to you, and you'd be like, oh, you know, with that apple, if you have a a nut with it, you're gonna absorb the vitamins better, and oh, now really? we're not only. Touching the person who has the energy, but we're also increasing the overall knowledge of everyone because everyone likes to feel cool saying cool oh, stuff. I didn't know <laughs> this. So, and then one other thing that the energy is really focused on, and this is explained to you as you land on the app, is like, look, we're gonna talk about mainstream things. Like, what are the what are the things that nurses and doctors tell you when they mm-hmm. talk about prevention? Mm-hmm. And there are many. But not all of them will work for you because you are not made of an average Mm -hmm. You're made of you (laughs) That's true. Mm -hmm. So what we want to make very clear is that if you fail at something Mm -hmm. If eating five times a day, you've did it for three days and it's just not working for you That is okay You'll find something else that you will be able to do and that will feel great for you because we're not all built the same way
1: Okay, it's really interesting I would like to know a small piece of example of this mind part of uh, your application. It sounds super interesting.
0: Yes. Uh, So basically it has a lot to do because we know how we perceive the world is also a way to talk to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we've looked a lot into positive psychology and many other a variant of the psychology that we can adapt. So we give a lot of tips uh, Regarding for example, there's obviously the most obvious one is to have like a little meditation Which we give you a little meditation that you can use at any time that you need to feel uh, Concentrated or that you need to relax and then there's for example other things like the super pose Like what is a super pose and why can it work for you and why some people? Mm -hmm. find it really really relatable and good Mm -hmm. and then you know we we keep on going on all these little things uh, from uh, unloading your brain at night to you know things like the Super Bowl. so we talk a little bit about everything when we talk about mind really sounds really promising and interesting so now i have
1: to ask Uh, In behalf of my audience, when will it be available on the market and how actually people can download it?
0: Yes, so uh, B-Energy will be available as a released app so currently it's on beta so you can download it as beta Mm -hmm. however it's only open in uh, spanish-speaking countries and um it will be released in january hopefully Mm -hmm. uh, in android and then over in march in uh, ios system so if you have an iphone you're gonna have to wait till march Mm -hmm. and uh we we will probably have the english versions quickly after the first Spanish releases. Super, super. So I'm guessing
1: that for audience from Poland, the English version will be uh, much more adaptable. Yes. <laughs> yes. So thank you for, uh, for saying uh, us about this. So right now I have no doubt that implementing professional knowledge, which has to do with uh, also uh, diabetes or different uh, parts of uh, health issues into the computer games or into the uh, design and this way uh, app can be great tool for supporting thousands of people suffering from different disease, also as a prevention. Uh, Anna, could you tell us where people interested in getting more knowledge about your application, about your different projects? find you.
0: Yes, so um, if you want to be more in contact with uh, B Energy and know like the release dates and whatnot and keep updated with it you should head to www.beenergyapp.com And there you can just subscribe to the newsletter and then we'll keep you in touch. You don't have to do anything, (laughs) you'll know. And uh, we don't spam. And uh, if you want to talk to me personally, I'm available at at Twitter at at LostNurse because I used to be lost in this digital era. Sounds (laughs) great. Not not, not quite anymore. Difficult (laughs)
1: not to remember
0: and then also um so we have the playbenefit.com also that you can see what we do at playbenefit and yes just send me anything that you may want i'll be happy to to talk to anyone interested oh and also i have uh, if you're interested if you're very geeky (laughs) and you're interested in exactly talking about um scientific studies that talk about video games and their uses in healthcare mm-hmm. with their references you can download uh, a little booklet that I made that I put together with like these thought that I talked to you about, about mm-hmm. autonomy and competence and relatedness and many other uh, things uh, uh, fun, the five steps that I consider in order to create health gamification um, you can download it from ebooks it's called uh, From Games to Health and lessons learned from the video games industry. Oh, great. Thank
1: you so much. Thank you for sharing with my audience uh, your experience and presenting super interesting and very practical approach for encouraging people to improve their knowledge about health. As you said, there can be a big variety of goals within the healthcare and well-being you could achieve or support by creating, dedicating computer games or apps. I would like to motivate my listeners to explore this topic. As always, I'm very open to your opinions about this interview and its topic. Please feel free to share your thoughts on Instagram at Smart Health Podcast or Facebook fanpage at Smart Health Podcast. Together we can create a better and healthier future for all of us and for our next generations. You were listening to Smart Health Podcast by Anya, and our lovely guest was Anna. So, thank you, Anya.
0: Thank you. Thanks for listening to Smart Health Podcast. Visit our Instagram and Facebook account, Smart Health Podcast, to learn more about amazing digital solutions, which can help you to manage your health and well-being in a smart way.